go be go be with your your sister. Everybody. Why is there a turkey inside of a turkey? Why is there a turkey inside of a turkey? What? Oh my god! Look at this! Hello, 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 everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, but our Canadian friends on the hat of America up there. Uh, welcome to the Shorts and Hoodies podcast. I am the intro person for today. I am Stephanie, and I'm going to introduce the person to my left or my bottom, depending on which uh, layout you're looking at. How's it going, Dash? I'm doing good. I'm below you. You're below I'm down me? Here in okay. the, I'm down here in the center square. Well, we're going for the uh, for the win, so I'm going to ask you a question here on Hollywood Squares. Okay. All right. And above me, in my view, who knows where he is in your view, we're going to the lovely Jared. Hi, Jared. Hello. Hello. Thank you for letting me finish my chips, by the way. I was hungry. I'm glad. I don't want you to be hangry because um, you'll be hangry. I don't know where I'm going with that. But we are here on this very special episode uh, for Thanksgiving. We are going to talk about some lovely movies that we are very thankful for. Hopefully all of you are at home with your families or not, enjoying some delicious food, maybe watching some football, doing whatever you do on Thanksgiving, watching planes, trains, and automobiles, hopefully. Um, <laughs> But before we get started here, we want to make sure that if you're watching this, you like the video, subscribe to our channel, maybe even leave a comment, and also click the notification bell to stay up to date when we release brand new videos on the channel. You will be the first one to know about it, and you can be the first one to comment first in the comments because we love doing that. This week's show, we don't have a, a real uh, big time sponsor because we're kind of new still, but... This week's show is brought to you by Acid Reflux Medicine because we're all going to need some after eating all of this damn food and they really should sponsor our Thanksgiving show. Um, cheers. This week's episode, as we said, is going to be the movies that we're thankful for. So... I don't know if we want to go in the same uh, order that we did with our prior videos. Uh, I started us off last time, and I'm willing to, in the spirit of feminism, defer to one of you gentlemen to start us off for the movies. No? Oh. Absolutely not. Stephanie, oh, chivalry is not dead, ladies. These gentlemen uh -huh. are keeping it alive for us. All I right. So we are going to start with the movies that we are the most thankful for movies that touched us that you know built us to who we are i'm gonna, I'm gonna start this off with it i'm gonna tell what? you what before we get started my list is bonkers there's is some it? there's some deep deep cuts with the okay. with these with this list so uh yeah wait 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 you said deep cuts like what do you mean by deep cuts like are you gonna harm some people here with your picks or like 
Yeah, probably. Like deep cuts yeah. from a knife. I don't. That's not what that means, Jared. No, no not at all. Yeah, no. There's gonna be some ones in here that are like, oh my god, I haven't heard that title in forever, or mm. I have never heard that one at all. Um, oh, if you have okay. heard of my number two pick, uh, we are best friends. Yeah. Ooh, I am the same going. way. If you've if you've seen my number two pick, we are best friends. So yeah. we'll see if we're friends after this. There we go. Let's all go. Right. Well then. I'll start us off in the spirit of chivalry. So this is a movie that has absolutely nothing to do with Thanksgiving. Um, I won't name the dates for this one, Jared, because I just didn't bother to look them up other than that they're in the ones in the 80s and ones in the 90s. This is two films I'm putting together. I'm cheating yet again. I am thankful for The Terminator and Terminator 2 because you want to talk about badass women in film? Linda Hamilton those guns that she's sporting in Terminator 2, the change (laughs) of Linda Hamilton from Terminator 1 to Terminator 2, Arnold, uh, in a role that was originally written for O.J. Simpson, if that's that's a strange um, alternate universe take, that would have been. Um, But The Terminator is such an amazing movie. Shout out to my friend Katie, who I hope was watching this. That's her absolute favorite movie, and I agree with her on it. It's it's a perfect movie. It's the first one. It's kind of like Aliens, right? Alien is a horror movie and Aliens with James Cameron is an action movie. Yeah. Terminator is a horror movie and Terminator 2 is by is a huge bonkers action movie. Um, these movies are so good. They keep trying to remake them over and over again to middling levels of success and all of them because these movies are absolute classics. I'd never seen somebody like Linda Hamilton, this female protagonist, trying to survive the Terminator. The way... The Terminator has to go through the decision trees of um, trying to decide how to respond. The opening scene where he just shows up in his buff glory, showing off all that uh, Mr. Olympia uh, training. Oh, yeah. yeah Talk about that. Yeah. That's, a, that's beautiful man meat right there. Some gorgeous man meat. Bill Paxton is uh, one of the dudes in the bar yeah. that, that he uh, fights, which is kind of a fun little blurb. But yeah, Terminator, Terminator 2, those movies are both. Did you Literally see perfect. the most recent ones? The most recent Terminator? She was She was hardcore in that movie. She like, was hardcore. Talk, you want to talk about going from bad to bad bitch to where she's at there? That's mm-hmm. some that's a level of heinous right there. She mm-hmm. oh, I like that movie too. I liked it that was movie. It was good. fine. It was fine. It was a little too actiony at certain times, or like the plane scene was fine, but yeah, getting Linda Hamilton back and seeing old Arnold, old man Arnold, that's really good. But I love that was a cool callback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry, right. where you at number ten? I'm bringing it back uh, to the last episode. Uh, Princess Mononoku. I just it like I, again it was it was that kind of introduction to the anime style. Um, if you watched the last episode, you know. Um, I just I can't get over it. It was a great story, great everything about it. I'm not going to go too much into detail because it was covered on the last episode, but just. It's got great animation. It, it was a style that I was happy about, and it tells a beautiful story. And I'm a sucker for a story. I always shut my brain off, and you know, I, I let the author or the director tell me a story. And in Princess Mononoku, it told me a story, and I was happy for it. So, yeah, awesome. Um, my number ten, I, I, it has to be on my list. Um, there, there, there are, there are. Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte, great team. This is kind of one of those teams, too. It's an action movie. 
uh, does not really follow the first two movies. Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson, <laughs> of course you did. Jeremy Irons. Uh, just from the the first dun, 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 and then the explosion. Just ah, oh, it's a great, great movie. It has to be on my top ten list of movies that I'm thankful for. Um, I was married for a little bit, and my ex wife. It is one. Of, it was her favorite movie. Literally, go to sleep listening to hot time summer in the city and it's I mean it's the first song that's in, in, in the movie and i'm i'm knocked out after that but to sit there and pay attention it's it's a great film uh yeah bruce willis and I, just the first interaction of bruce willis and uh and sam jackson when they're in harlem and he's got the you know the sign on him and sam jackson you all right sir <laughs> you feeling all right sir and it's like there's a white man standing out in the street. I seen one. You know, it's just <laughs> it's a great movie. Oh, I love it so much. Die Hard with a Vengeance, my number ten. <clears throat> totally not shocked that you had that on your list. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the more I, and more y'all listen, I'm sure the more and more y'all listen to the show, uh, it will definitely come up. I, I'm a big Bruce Willis fan, but more than anything, I'm a big Die Hard with a Vengeance fan. The best movie in the in the in the in the was it five films now, um, number three for me. Nice. Yeah. Ready. Back to me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Alrighty, we're starting off the number nine film. So, this is a movie that I saw four times in the theaters when it came out. Uh, like everybody my age, this is when I fell in love with Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio. This is 97's Titanic. Um, I make no apologies for loving this movie. It's uh, two James Cameron movies on the list. I guess, you know, uh, I like uh, I like people's vision and I stick with their vision, right? So, um, I mean, Titanic, it got, it got derided in later years because it's in Jack and Rose. Oh, could Jack have survived on that door? All the other <laughs> things that people think about with Titanic. But I love the, I can't, I've, I forgot to look up the actress's name that um, played uh, Rose uh, in modern day, 104 years old or whatever she was. But that actress, her performance is so lovely. Um, uh, just the vulnerability uh, that she has as, as a, uh, an elderly lady, the way that she tells the story, the sound of her voice, she's so cute. Um, but Kate Winslet, I mean, Kate Winslet is, is this movie for me. Yes, we see all of Kate Winslet, which that's, that's something, you know, I hadn't seen that in a movie before, but the, the chemistry between Leonardo and, and Kate, um, the, the car scene when they, you know, do whatever in the car and everybody in my school would, because I'm in Minnesota, the, the windows on the bus like to frost up quite a bit and everybody would do that. They'd put their hand on the window and, you know, like this was kind of a fun little joke. Um, but I love that movie. I think uh, I cried every time I watched it. It's a great great film if you're in an emotional state and you just need a really good cry you just watch that and the action in it when the ship is going down the sound design of the people falling over the rails and boom and falling into the water oh, so good a nightmare to make apparently if you look at any of the behind the scenes an absolute nightmare movie to make but it turned out great i will tell you uh one of my favorite memories that i ever had i used to be on the training team for little caesars when i uh i lived in Kannapolis. 
uh, in North Carolina, and we were in Baltimore uh, opening a store there. And it was me, another guy in the hotel room, and there was uh, two chicks who were in the other hotel room. So we had four people on our training team. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were supposed to go out that night down to, um, what is it? They call it the Inner Harbor down in, in, in Baltimore, uh, like the, the entertainment district or whatever uh, uh, in Baltimore. And Titanic was on TBS. And the girls were getting ready. We were supposed to be getting ready. And the girls come over to our room and we are sitting on the edge of our bed, like with our legs kicked up, <laughs> laying on our stomach. And they're like, are y'all ready to go? They were like, it's Titanic, though. We can't go. So long story short, they went out and me and uh, him sat there and cried and watched Titanic. <laughs> and it's, it's, so it's one of my favorite memories because it's such a great it's it's one of those movies like. It, it doesn't matter if you're watching a person on TBS, like everything stops. I have to watch Titanic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Great, great choice. Great choice. My girlfriend took me on a date uh, to see her 10th showing of the Titanic in theaters. Oh my gosh. 10. That's a bit much. Yeah, four yeah. was a lot. I didn't. I want, I, didn't I wanted that necklace so bad. They wanted, I mean, not the actual diamond, obviously, because that's lost at sea, but I, I really wanted to get a replica of that necklace. I thought it was so pretty. Remember the VHS though? The two, the two the tapes. Two I had them. I had the two you tapes. You couldn't find them, you know, for the longest time, you know, when they were out. Now you can find them anywhere if you go to like a Goodwill or whatever. But it was like you you would go. I remember going to the video store. Uh, it wasn't like a blockbuster. It was like a mom and pop spot kind of thing. And it was like it was on back order for like a while. Mm -hmm. When it came out, it's like no, you can't get it. Can't get Titanic. Mm -hmm. uh, Great movie, great movie. Yeah. All right, Jared, number nine. I had to pick two movies for this okay. just because of how they scared the ever-living out of me. The Fourth Kind and The Mist. Okay. Um, the reason why I picked these two movies is because the sheer terror I felt while watching the end of The Mist mm -hmm. and the sheer absolute panic of watching The Fourth Kind. Because um, they, they, they essentially, in The Fourth Kind, they made two movies, right? They made a movie where it was supposed to be the real scenes. And then they made a movie about the real scenes, quote unquote. And just, I, I don't know, just something about the, how they elicited that fear reaction out of me, you know, like you now picture this, we're in the middle of South Dakota on an airfield. I'm armed to the teeth with my M4, my M9. My partner's got an M4, M9. We got ballistics gear on. We're watching the fourth kind. We had to go to the bathroom together in a pair because <laughs> we had been that scared of the movie, the fourth kind. Wow. And then, now, this was like pre-Google, you know, this was like when phones were still like 2G or whatever. And I finally, uh, I finally Googled, you know, is the fourth kind real? And like, no, it's, it's a make of a make of a make. I was like, oh, oh. but still for like two hours after that, oh, we were just, we were armed to the teeth, scared out of our minds. It was hilarious. So I don't do scary movies, man. No way. For that exact no. reason, I can't let it go. Sorry, not to reference our prior episode, but I can't let I can't let those those scenes go from a scary movie. So I'm never watching either one of those movies. Sorry. It's a, the it's end a good of, thing we've already done horror. We've already done yeah. horror movies. So yeah, it's, I would have nothing on my list <laughs> other than psychiatrist bills. I mean, you could watch The Mist. You could watch it, but like the ending, that would terrify you. That Freak would scar yeah. you. That would it would just scar you for life. I can make up enough scary stuff in my head. For my own scary movie i don't need any help oh it's not the type of scary that you would think of either 
if, if for those of you who have seen the mist you know you know but all right okay. I, I digress i digress Josh, what's up, buddy? Where, where's number nine for you, big guy? Number nine is this is this is one of those cuts. This, this is one of those deep cuts that if you know this movie, we're gonna be friends. Uh, growing up, my my dad was a karate instructor, so it was not uncommon to see like Seagal, you know, Steven Seagal movies or you know what are Chuck Norris movies, Bruce Lee stuff like that. Uh, this is very much like a a C list kind of movie. Uh, my number nine pick is uh, Bruce Leroy, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Oh, my gosh. Either of you seen it. I've seen this movie. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. It starred uh, Bruce Leroy, Leroy mm-hmm. Green, uh, and the show, and Shona, the Shogun of Harlem. Um, <laughs> it had, uh, so what, was, what, was the, what was the chick's name? I can't remember. Uh, she was a singer. Uh, she was like, she was signed by Prince too. Uh, oh, Vanity. Um, Vanity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack was uh, was DeBar's "Feel the Beat of the Rhythm of the Night," dancing to. Yeah. So that was that was where that that song was on that soundtrack made it big or whatever. Uh, the bad guy in the movie not only was Shownuff, the Shogun of Harlem, uh, had one of the best lines: "Bend down and kiss my converse." <laughs> uh remember the chick going i would love to lick or i would love to peel this banana he had the yellow you know outfit on like bruce lee did um mm. the bad guy in the movie was eddie arcadia like this right, yeah. four foot three dude who had, you know right. balding and everything and it's, oh, it's just a great movie he had the glow like bruce lee did it was just mm-hmm. oh great great movie great soundtrack everything about it very good i know i watch it now i'm telling the you whole- dude it is it is a cult classic oh great movie that whole era of like afro martial arts movies which they kind of reference in uh if you saw the Watchmen series on hbo Mm -hmm. max uh the main character that regina king plays uh kind of references that same um era of like 70s 80s uh, afro uh martial arts movies they're so much fun they're so cool His his dad owned a pizza restaurant and their commercial was just directing your pizzas to daddy green's pizzas great commercial all right Stephanie, number eight for you all right number eight so this is a movie that one i love i love this movie and i'll watch it anytime it's ever on television but it's also the movie that if my information is correct from my parents it's the reason i exist in the first place uh because it was the the movie that my parents saw as their first date um and it is 1982's et the extraterrestrial um which you call it ET, then you call it the extraterrestrial. It's kind of redundant, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the, um, I mean, wh- what do I got to say about this movie? It's it's a masterpiece, right? Just Elliot, it, it, the the sincerity and the connection I have to him as a kid, and Drew Barrymore, uh, her little tiny Drew Barrymore, in one of her first roles, I think. This is before Firestarter. Um, the John Williams score is so beautiful. I was not one of those kids who was afraid of E.T. A lot of kids were afraid of E.T. for some reason. I always thought he was really cute and adorable, even when I was little. Um, but the scene, you know, the Amblin sign when he's flying off on the bike over all of the guys, just that the uplifting music. It's it's a it's such a beautiful movie. And I'm thankful that it exists because, you know, there aren't a lot of movies that show kids from single parent homes in, in back in those days right a lot of movies showed people with both mom and dad and i know for some people that 
grew up in a single parent house, not myself, but people that grew up in a single parent household, that was really important to see, you know, a kid growing up in that and seeing a working mom and, um, and it's, it was a groundbreaking, hugely successful movie that I think still holds up 100% to this day. Yeah. I don't see any, anything that I would change about this movie whatsoever. It's scary that they want to take E.T. apart. Sure. That's kind of weird, but uh, we we all know the government probably would do that if an extraterrestrial did show up on our doorframe. But the movie's beautiful. I love it. I'm thankful that it exists because it's the reason I exist now because my parents went to it on their first date. There you go. When he's when he's dying, and Ugh. Elliot's screaming for him, I can pinpoint that as the first time I felt something, like as a kid, like not just like regular kid emotions or whatever, but like like I feel for somebody else. And it's just a movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen the video of, I can't remember the actor's name. I should have looked it up. Um, the, the the kid that played Elliot, his audition tape. Mm-mm. Have you ever seen that? Oh my God, please watch that because they just tell him that, you know, you know, E.T. is your friend and they're going to take him away. And you see this young kid just break down like, no, they can't take, they can't take my friend. He's just instantly connects with the camera just from bar one. And that whole wow. movie is based on that that young kid's performance. Just imagine if that had gone wrong. The whole movie kind of doesn't work without that main central performance. So, Jesus. wonderful movie. Great, great. All right, so we're going to Jared. What's your number eight? I feel kind of bad because it's not so wholesome. That's um, okay. I have I have to I have to give the year with this one because. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know if people know it, but 1997's Contact. Ah, uh, love this, this movie. A, this was a great movie because uh, I'm always of the mindset like I like when the bad guy wins, or I like when there's not really a, a resolution to the the film. Like they just, I I think it's always amazing how there are no happy endings. You know, in reality, like very few and far between are there happy endings, and like yeah, she gets a happy ending, but they're like. Bitch, we spent billions on this project and you were gone for two seconds, you know? And they're like, well, why was there five hours of tape or whatever on the other end here? Why is there five hours of static recording? And you're just like, yeah, but she got her thing. And, but like everybody else was left without a happy ending and she, she had the happy ending. I just think it's great that the, the whole, on the whole, the movie is like disappointing to like everybody because it was supposed to be built to this big thing. And then they just bloop. And they're like, what happened? And she's like, I did this fantasy nonsense. And they're like, no, you didn't. You went blue. <laughs> I just think it's great. I think it's great. So I'm thankful for Contact from 1997. Is that the Jodie Foster film? Yes, Jodie Foster. Okay. And Matt, yeah, Matthew sorry. McConaughey, right? All right, uh, all right, all right. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I like, I, my, my favorite line in Contact was, I forget the exact line, but it was the first film where... You know, even if it's one in a million, that still leaves like how many planets that intelligent life could be on. Yeah. And SETI and, and all of that. It's such a good movie. I mean, the CGI was pretty trash, but it was like on par really? for 1990. I'll have to watch to, it again. In today's standards, it's trash. Sure. But sure. like in 1997, even then you were kind of yeah. like, I mean, you tried, you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dash. My apologies. But what's up? Where, where, where are you at with number eight? What's up, man? Number eight. My number eight pick uh, is uh, the movie that I have seen in theater more than any other movie. I saw this movie opening weekend 
Friday, Saturday, twice. I went and saw it twice in one day, uh, Sunday. And then I remember going back and seeing it two more times. I saw it six times in theaters. Um, an incredible cast. It hooks you from the beginning with three amazing trailers. The premise for the story um, is just, it's just wacky. Uh, speared by controversy of uh, an actor playing an actor playing another actor is it a dude ben playing Stowler. a dude playing another dude yes I'm ben Stiller, robert downey jr and jack black tropic thunder holds a near and dear place in my heart of just what is true satirical humor on actors that are just the the wacky the the one who's you know not making great movies anymore and then like you know the serious method actor um I mean, at that time, Robert Downey Jr. had two, he had Iron Man and Tropic Thunder in the same year. Wow. Like, that was his year that, I mean, you look at his past, uh, not my yeah. favorite movie that he's ever done. That would that would be Chaplin. Uh, but I, I love Charlie Chaplin so much. Um, but Tropic Thunder was just, Brandon, uh, was it Brandon T. Jackson was in it? Um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah. Tom Cruise. Oh, he's got a sense of humor. Holy crap. Bill Hader, Nick Nolte. Um, yeah. I just, I can't believe how people had, con like, the only people who were upset by it were not the people that were supposed to be upset by it. Who you right. think, you know? Yeah. Like, it was, Joe Rogan did an interview with Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is like, I love that movie. It was hilarious. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be just comedy. Um, yeah, <laughs> Tropic Thunder is uh my number eight pick uh incredibly funny movie uh stephanie take us into number seven here all righty we are staying in the realm of comedy again um a movie that i think criminally underrepresented in terms of uh award nominations um i think i was looking up award nominations for this movie and found that it only received one big one which was a bafta for best screenplay should have been an Oscar nomination, I think, for Bill Murray, which is 1993's Groundhog Day. I think this movie is literally perfect. There's not a frame that's bad in this movie. It's such a wonderful message at the center of it. Like, and in so many movies have like tried to copy the, the structure of Groundhog Day, uh, directed by the great Harold Ramis, may he rest in peace, who you may know as Egon from the Ghostbusters. Um, he also wrote the screenplay for this as well. But it's Bill Murray. It's Bill Murray at his absolute best. Bill Murray, when he's got a little edge of darkness and a little bit of meanness to his performance, is the best Bill Murray, because, in my opinion, because then he can play off the humor. He's got this really sardonic wit. He's so cruel to certain people when you, when you first see him at the beginning of the movie. And then to see the transformation of who he is as the days go on and on and on, that sequence where he tries to kill himself over and over again. I shouldn't find that funny, but man, that sequence is so hilarious. Yeah. Um, and of course, the beautiful Andy McDowell, who's lovely in the film, um, and Chris Elliott, one of the last big uh, roles for Chris Elliott in that movie, um, who's Cabin Boy, if you know that movie at all. Um, I, I mean, it's it's literally a perfect story. It's such a great premise for, you know, if there is no tomorrow, how would you live, right, is the, I think the main idea of Groundhog Day. And if you're going to do it over and over again, he takes piano lessons. He helps the guy on the street and make, and brings him kind of back to health. He's 
learning to be a better person. And you finally, at the end, when he's happy is when he's finally allowed to move on. It's, it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant movie. And I'm glad that it exists because I learned a lot uh, watching it and I get to laugh a lot from that movie. So my number seven is Groundhog Day. Great movie. Great movie. All right, Jared, what's your number seven? You guys got to stop being so damn wholesome. Oh, well, I, you know. Like, my movies are, like, kind of darkish. Um, Give it okay. time. We're getting ready to get into, like, dick and Can toilet humor. <laughs> um, Ex Machina was a movie that <sighs> I, I thoroughly uh, am, am thankful for. If, if you kind of notice the theme, there's not really any winners or losers in a lot of the movies that I have. Um, what would you do if you get a, give an android sentience, especially a hot woman android sentience? I mean, look at what Krillin did with Android 18. He had started a family, you know, go figure. Um, I just I just love the whole premise of the movie. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting to me that it's shot with three people. I mean, technically two people and an android, if you want to even get technical with it. But, like, mm-hmm. it was a beautifully done movie. It was well-written. I just, I think it just, everything, it, it feels more realistic than anything in the world. So, Ex Machina, number number seven. Leave the it arrival that. of Oscar Isaac. I don't remember who that uh, is. Poe po Dameron from Star Wars. Oh, Poe um, Dameron. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. See, I'm, I'm horrible with names names and That's faces. That's okay. Ex Machina was the beginning of my crush on Oscar Isaac. Holy moly. He is hot as fire in that movie. Speaking of hot as fire, thank you for wearing your hoodie to the show. Ah, yes. Yeah. Hoodies. Of this course, an better. amazing band, too, by the way. Avatar. All right. I'm, are we going to dash with your number seven? Yeah, I just had one pop in my head that I was like, oh, no. I got to put it as an honorable, your honorable mention. mention. Yeah, yeah well, I have like mention. seven movies of honorable mentions, but oh, yeah. fuck well, um, my number seven um, is a movie that is weirdly enough, not number one, but is in my top five of all time favorite movies. And okay. it's weird. Because it is not necessarily a movie that I'm super thankful for. It is not necessarily Mm -hmm. a movie that shaped me, yada, yada, yada. But to me, it is a perfect movie. All movies in my top five are perfect. Um, And it is? This movie is one of those... Uh, it, it has an incredible cast, and, and I'm not going to say what it is yet. I'm going to give you actors. Okay. And because this movie will mean a lot to me even more. Sorry, Jared. Uh, this movie will mean a lot to me even more <laughs> is if, if you can guess the movie, because that means you probably have seen it. Okay. Uh, okay. Catherine O'Hara. Okay. John Lithgow. Okay. Ben Stiller. Okay. Uh, Harold Ramis. Wait, is this comedy? This is a comedy. Can I this say is it? a coming of age story. Can I say it? Sure. Zoolander? Nope. Fuck. Oh. Jack Black. Uh Catherine O'Hara. You mean the mom from Home Alone? Catherine yep. O'Hara? Yep. Why and the star of the not? movie is Colin Hanks. With a cameo, with a cameo by my one of my absolute favorite actors, Kevin Klein is in it as well. This is a story, a coming of age story, 
of a young man whose best friend dies in a surfing accident and he finds a book uh, in the sand and this book changes his life and he realizes he wants to become a writer. Uh, the name of this movie is called Orange County. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Orange County, it's, it's a comedy. Um, Catherine O'Hara, of course, who plays what she's great at playing, a drunk. Um, she plays the the drunk mom. Jack Black is this this drugged out kind of loser brother. John Lithgow is the the divorced dad of Catherine, you know, the the ex husband of Catherine O'Hara and everything. Uh, he has this girlfriend who who loves animals and just she wants the world for him, but he wants to go to Stanford. Um, Harold Ramis plays the dean of admissions. Uh, ben Stiller plays a firefighter, a little cameo or whatever, but this book that he finds is written by um, Kevin Klein, and he goes okay. to Stanford to try to get admitted because Lily Tomlin plays the uh, the school advisor or whatever. Uh, what a cast. It's an incredible, incredible, incredible wow. cast, and she mixes up the transcripts, so it's like people who shouldn't be going to Yale are going to Yale and all this stuff at high school. And it's just this wacky, wacky uh, story that takes place over the, the course of like five hours, maybe. And Harold Ramis plays the Dean of Admissions. Um, it's just a great story. And he finally meets Kevin Klein, who wrote the book that he found, and just gives him great advice. And yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful story. I've seen this movie probably more times than any other movie I've seen ever. Wow. Uh, Orange County. If you haven't seen it, definitely, definitely check it out. It's not oh, for everybody, list. but it's a perfect movie for me. That sounds like an awesome movie. Wow. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, your number six. All right. My number six um, that I'm most thankful for. This is going to be kind of wholesome again. Sorry, Jared. This is, I guess it is kind of my theme. Um, but this is the, you know, for a lot of people, this is a big uh, movie for them starring a Minnesota native, um, not to have the Minnesota angle, you know, it's Minnesotans, we're gonna have the Minnesota angle on things, but it is starring a very famous Minnesotan, uh, starring a very famous song. Uh, one of the first movies to be in color. Uh, see if you can guess the movie from that. Um, it has um, characters that they're one way at the beginning of the movie and then later in the movie they're slightly different and it may have all been a dream it's based on a very famous uh book series harry and potter yes oh no no <laughs> no much earlier oh, movie based wait, wait. That's, on that's a dark theory where it was all in harry potter's mind my bad it's all in harry potter's i have it seen that theory place in minnesota no it doesn't take place in minnesota it just stars oh, okay. someone from minnesota Oh, I don't know anybody from Minnesota. Very famous person from Minnesota. Um, Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Uh, great singer. <laughs> um, big star of the uh, 30s and 40s. Um, was just the subject of a movie starring Renee Zellweger. Um, does that make it a little bit easier? No. This is I'm 39's. Done. I'm just going to say it. This is The Wizard of Oz. You guys, okay. come on. I was going to guess that. Were you well, I... too late? I'm sorry. I'm a jerk. But yeah, it's based on, if you ever read the actual Wizard of Oz books by Frank Oz, uh, Frank, no, not Frank Oz, um, Frank, uh, Elbaum, El uh, I forget yeah. his name. Forget no, his name. Like, you were saying it and you're like the first color movie. I was like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The Wizard mm -hmm. of Oz was the first color movie. But then you were talking about it and I'm like, I don't, 
I didn't think she was. Well, it wasn't, wasn't the said, first. When you said it, it, it might have uh, could have been a dream kind of thing. I was like, I, I knew I couldn't think of it, but yeah. I immediately mm-hmm. went to Harry Potter, the dark theory of Harry Potter. So ah, me, yeah. oh well. <laughs> This one is this kind of a different than the book because in the in the actual Wizard of Oz book, she really does go to Oz and it is not a dream. And it's a actually a pretty dark kind of twisted kind mm-hmm. of fantasy, which is more of the um uh what's the James Franco, uh what's the name of that one? The the sequel um or That's the no. prequel, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, but the Wizard of Oz, I mean it's a great movie. You have Somewhere Over the it Rainbow is a, is a beautiful movie. Judy Garland, they didn't they she had a fight to be in that movie. They wanted, uh, I think Shirley Temple was the first choice to play Dorothy. If you can imagine what that would have been, um, but I mean, the Wizard of Oz is perfect. It's such a beautiful movie. The the scene where when it becomes color, you know, you imagine audiences seeing that for the first time. Mm-hmm. How magical that was to see Technicolor, you know, live big on the screen. And it's, I mean, what else can I say about the Wizard of Oz? It's a it's a perfect movie. Have you ever there seen go. Wizard of Oz. To it? The Return sequel. to Oz. Return to Oz. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of the James Franco one. No, 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 no. Oh, what am I thinking of? A, oh, oh, oh. The um, yeah, I've not, uh, for, I've uh, not the seen from that. The craft was in it when she was a young kid. Oh, I have not seen it's that. A, it's twisted, but it it's it's still a kids movie. But yeah, no, look, it's it's a hard to find movie too. Um, I believe it is called Return to Oz. Well, yeah, I think you're right. Yep, I know that it exists. I've just never seen it. Yep, it's uh, so what's her name? Uh, the chick from the uh, for for Rusa Balk, she played like the lead uh, chick in the craft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, she played Dorothy. Um, in turn out. Very twisted. Very cool though. All right, so that was my number six, Jared. What's your number six? Uh speaking of dark and twisted, I put Sicario one and two. I, I feel Ooh. like it's uh, the movie starts out very graphically and then it just kind of spirals into the deep dark underworld of the secret squirrel community and um i think i was talking to you stephanie about it or I was maybe talking to somebody else about how i needed to rewatch sicario for whatever reason while i was making these lists and i started to notice some discrepancies about the way that they portrayed the military in this in the specific moments like uh the M86 uh, red dot sight, especially even if, even if you're at night vision, you want to make sure you pop the, the lids up because then you can see through it with the night vision and they didn't have that on. And mm. I just noticed a lot of military inaccuracies where I was like, I mean, yeah, but like at the same time, it just, it's that nitty gritty underworld. where just like, because I think the, when the first thing goes wrong in Sicario 2, all of a sudden, you know, the, the government guy backing it, it wants out immediately. And they're like, no, this is what you wanted. This is what you ordered. And it, it, it's kind of nice because it it separates the two worlds from this is what you want and we have to do it this specific way to get here. And then it's just so cool to see people operating kind of without impunity and how it would really operate and work. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I love Guillermo del Toro just being a badass hitman. <laughs> like, he's just so quiet and deadly. I love him. So... The, um, our Benedicio del Toro. There you Benedict. go. I was going to say, Guillermo del Toro was the director. I was I'm about a, to correct you, but you corrected yourself. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah. See, no, it's like okay. I even, I've got it written down. Benicio too. del Toro. Ah. I ju- I and just, Josh Brolin, right? Yeah, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. I don't know. It's well, just, if you liked, if you liked yeah. Sicario, you should see Dune. That's the same director. Oh, oh. Denis Villeneuve. Okay. 
That's probably why right. he got some of the military stuff right, because he's a French Canadian. You know, Canadians. I'm just. I will, I'll make a Canadian joke. Sorry, Canadian friends. I'm. I'm. I'm all ears. I want to hear this joke. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like he's Canadian. You know, Canadians they just kind of slap fight. Oh, I yeah. I have a I have an ex Canadian friend. So. I know those Canadians are badasses. I'm just kidding. Canadian friends. No, they're Weird, horrible. Uh, we're yeah. we're on the same path here now. Oh, we are now. All right, don't tell me. Six? Same path as last episode. Uh oh. Wait, uh, have we have we just gone? Of Oz? No, 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 no. Oh, me and Jared are. Uh, oh. I have not seen any one of your first five films yet. Wow. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Well, interesting. Yeah, I'm sitting here going, nope, 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 nope. Well. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I know you've probably seen two of them. Okay. Two or three. Yeah. We'll see. Um, my number six, um, I, I could not have a list without Kevin Smith on here. Um, mm. He such a wide array. Uh, the characters of Jay and Silent Bob, though, um, whether you're talking mall rats, you're talking clerks, uh, you're talking uh, Jersey Girl. Um, but... For them to get their own movie finally after all of this stuff i it, jay and silent bob strike back is such an incredible incredible movie and i'll even give it to the reboot because if you're a if you are a true fanatic of jay and silent bob strike back to watch the reboot which is ultimately the same fucking script <laughs> but done a different way is genius especially in the time that we live in of reboots and everything it was just just mm -hmm. amazing um jason lee playing two characters both playing you know okay. uh but his character is banky is just is, is just awesome um ben affleck ben affleck uh that whole scene when they they look at the camera you know they're on the internet what the fuck is the internet you know and they start going through all this stuff um going to movies yeah jay and silent bob strike back uh, I've seen that movie so many, so many times. Uh, I, 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 I love Kevin Smith. Well, I mean, so there's two things that I love about that movie. One is, is that one with Good Bill Hunting too, right? Yeah. Going Apple hunting or whatever it. it is. Yeah. yeah so good. <laughs> and the second thing I love is when Mark Hamill comes in as Cockknocker. Cockknocker. Uh, it's so freaking hey, kids, funny. It's Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, mm. Jamie Kennedy played the intern, like the little, the, the little subtle nods to everything and the, all the cameos, Shannon Elizabeth, uh, how, what was her name? Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. Oh, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. Yeah. Elijah Dushku was in it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Allie Larder, that Allie Larder was on it, was in it. Uh, Will Ferrell, Judd Nelson as yeah, as the sheriff. It's no. funny that you mentioned this movie and Boo Boo Kitty Fuck because I actually accidentally I, I called my girlfriend that name once uh -huh. and it stuck for like six months while, oh. while we were finishing up dating. It was just my my sweet little nickname for her. We, and Kitty we had Fuck. both watched the movie and she thought it was hilarious. Morris Day in the time had to, to finish. Yes. Out I was just gonna a say, when are you gonna bring Morris in Morris Day in motherfucking time? Oh yes, so good. Alrighty, so that was your number six. Now we're on to number five now. Number five, second half now. Bringing it home. All right, so we're going now. We in a prior episode we talked a little about manufactured girl power. 
This is a movie that has 100% pure, unadulterated, free-range, organic girl power. This is one of the classics of uh, Penny Marshall, the great Penny Marshall, who also did Big. She did 92, A League of Their Own. Um, I love this movie so much. I mean, my sister and I both played softball growing up. And so it was a movie that really touched home. We also, you know, sisters fight sometimes. And I was the older sister. She was younger sister. So I pretended that I was Dottie and she was Kit. Kind of like I'd pretend I was Venus and she was Serena when we play sports. Um, There's no crying in baseball. Great Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Lori Petty, Tank Girl as Kit. She's really wonderful. Madonna's in it, which, you know, Madonna's hit or miss with her acting. Um, Just, it's such an important movie too, because it is based on a real thing that happened, that there was the women's league that happened when all the men were overseas fighting. And, and this was a big kind of a step forward. It's kind of a, an illustration of women kind of stepping forward into um, roles that traditionally were fulfilled by men and the idea of women athletes and, and women being women athletes being a draw for, for wider audiences. Um, came out at a time that it, you know early 90s uh that there was a lot of that discussion about you know women kind of moving forward and women's athletics kind of moving forward and getting more recognition um but even besides all of that the movie itself is so it's so wonderful i don't know if you guys have seen it lately but ah uh, it's it's just such a fun just a, a good sports film too on top of that but then you have those awful scenes where like the one gal they're going through the whole uh, line up with somebody's somebody someone's husband has died and they go through that whole scene and it passes by Gina Davis and you see her face and then it passes back her you know passes past her and afterwards she's just bawling and the scene of having to console the lady as her husband has died it's like it's got everything it's got comedy it's got drama it's got girl power organic girl power I love this movie I'm so thankful that it exists and rest in peace to the great Penny Marshall yeah I love how they transformed Tom Hanks in that from just his drunk idiot to like he's competent like they completely change him i love it i love it great movie for tom hanks all right so jared what's your number five upgrade it's a movie called upgrade you you seen it dash logan marshall green right green oh yeah um so i I love it because he gets a massive spinal injury he's broken from the neck down and um company's like hey let's implant this this random thing in you that's gonna make you a soldier of fortune you're gonna become a badass i mean in the trailer it uh i, I forget what it i forget what the guy calls himself but he's like can i take over and he's like yes take over and then he just turns into this ninja badass yeah. and then on top of that like yes it has a little bit of military porn in it but then the story comes in the mm-hmm. story is told and it's just this beautiful story where you find out everything may have been portrayed as one way but it's not so much as glorious and it, it just kind of mixes you know action awesomely with a very well-told story and i mean it, it kind of gets a little uh faux pas in 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 the storyline but i think ultimately you kind of mix everything together mm-hmm. i think it's a, a beautiful movie uh, that kind of blends futurism with not so much the cyberpunky yeah sure i've never seen, seen it, it but i have heard from people that uh, it's a better version of venom um you agree with that i just like tom hardy so i'd have to oh, say okay. no but yeah like if, if, <laughs> well even I mean, because logan marshall hardy. green kind of looks like tom hardy so yeah I, I mean 
I would say it, it almost is a better version of Venom because it has some darker, sinister overtones in the middle mm-hmm. of the movie. Like it almost feels, I would say just watch it and you'll get what I understand because I don't want to give away too much of the story. Sure. You know, I'll don't want to give away sure. some of the feel It's on parts. my list. It's definitely on my list to watch. I'm going to watch it. So we now six for six dash. What's up with you, bud? Where are you going? Give me, give me one second. Let me open this window for my cat. Ah, boo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you want right. to pull me in again, Jared. All right. We're six for six, big guy. What you got next, homie? <laughs> <clears throat> my number five. Stay off that damn lamp, boy. My I didn't number... know that was a movie. <laughs> Have you seen Stay Off That Damn got, Lamp, boy? It's got Clint Eastwood in it. It's a sequel to Get Off My Damn Lawn. Okay. Yeah. No, my number five movie. Um It's a, it's an eighties movie, but it's not. Anybody? Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, you named like a thousand not. freaking movies there. I, I can't. Come on. <sighs> Come on, Name? spit it out, bud. Fucking Is it going to be big trouble machine. and little? Tr- hot tub uh, time machine. Other fucking time machine. <laughs> oh. Sebastian Stan. Mm. I have not seen it, so I'm going oh for oh, however with you guys. You need to I have see not this seen movie it before you see anything else we've ever talked about. Hot okay. Tub Time Machine. It was right. sequel. There's a sequel to it too. Not as good, but Adam, uh, is it uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Parks and Rec? Played Ben. Mm, he played. Did you ever see um, Step Brothers? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the, the guy in Step Brothers that's like, yeah. hey, I got the abs, and they, they totally Im- impersonated somebody with the abs. Yeah, I got you. Nope. I can't remember his name now. That's all right. Great Hot movie. Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. You got to oh, see it. Yeah. Great movie. It's it's so dumb. It's awesome. Yes. But yeah. I like, well, if it's like, dude, where's my car level dumb? I'll probably love it. Yeah, you love, love it. I, I love a good dumb yeah. comedy. They they end up, uh, what's his name? Uh, one of the characters. There's the world main character. Craig Robinson's in it. Uh, Clark Duke is in it. Uh, one of his first, like, kind of good roles, too, because he had just done Kick-Ass as well uh, at mm-hmm. that time, where he was, like, kind of the best friend or whatever. Um, tries to kill himself or whatever. So they try to, you know, let's all get together and go to where we, you know, to the, to the ski lodge. You know, when we were younger, when we we hung out and everything, we had the best time. And um, they they get there and they get into this tub, this this hot tub, and they're drinking and stuff. And it turns out to be a time machine. Uh, Chevy Chase is like the spirit guide, and they go okay. back to kind of right some wrongs and everything. Okay, and it, it's just hilarity ensues. Uh, Kristen Glover Hot- is in it too. Have you seen Hot Rod, Stephanie? Have we seen which one? Mm. Hot Rod. No, it's a. That's a Bill. Ah. Um, I know it's on my list. I know. I, like I said I know a lot about movies that I have never seen. Because I know it exists. I've never laughed harder than when I watched Hot Rod and Hot Tub Time Machine. Like, yeah. just those are the one movies that I watched one time, and I just giggled like a hyena. It was awesome. Yeah. Nice. I gotta watch it. All right. All right. Um, number four, Stephanie. All right, number four, I'm staying with the the wholesome. This has some comedy in it, kind of. Uh, this is a movie based upon a short story written by Stephen King. 
Oh, that's but it wholesome. is not a scary movie. But it is not. It is a very wholesome movie. Um, you'll name it if I say one little line, which is "Get busy living or get busy dying." That's damn right. This is 1994's The Shawshank Redemption. Have you never seen Shawshank? I mean, no, get I've busy seen it. Get I know busy the... dying. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, just Andy Dufresne. Oh, Andy Dufresne and and uh, Morgan Freeman as Red. Um, uh, I forget the old man character, his name. I mean, it's such a beautiful movie. It. I remember the first time I saw it when they rip rip away the poster from the wall. Just like, oh, no way! How did he get out? What? You know, cr- climbing through a mile of shit. That's that's a metaphor for life in and of itself. It, the whole story is such a a beautiful. I mean, Tim Robbins' beautiful performance. Um, just all the 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 sisters at the beginning. That's kind of a horror movie for for depending on who you are, but it's i mean the fact that it's a stephen king uh adaptation people don't really think of that movie as a stephen king sort of a story but it is a short story by stephen king so um i think it's a movie that should have i think won a few more oscars than it did uh but you know it came out the year of i think uh for who else came out came out that year but um it's a movie that i've watched probably 500 times um because on t it's on tbs with tnt a, a lot so um, I'm, gl- I'm glad that it exists because I learned a lot of life lessons from it, I think. There's a beautiful section in the middle where they play the, 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 uh, it's not the is it the flower duet? I can't remember the actual um, song they actually play where they, they scratch the record and the, the beautiful operatic aria duet floats out over the entire prison. It's such a beautiful scene. They get like this little piece of heaven in their heart. I think it's how, I forget how they say it exactly, but they get like a little piece of the outside world in their heart. It's such a beautiful movie. And Frank Darabont actually uh, directed it. He was the guy that wrote The Walking Dead, actually directed that movie and, and The Green Mile. So yeah, it's kind of a fun little tidbit. There you go, The Shawshank Redemption. All I've right. Seen, uh, I've only seen Shawshank one time. I have seen uh, the Family Guy Shawshank more times than that. <laughs> it's Cleveland. Totally different. Yeah, it's Morgan totally Freeman. Different. <laughs> totally different. All right. Are you going over to Jared for your number four? There we go. Man of Steel with Henry Cavill. Mm. Have you seen it? I have. Okay, yeah. Um, the reason this is, I, I'm, I, I'm going to make it kind of quick here. Uh, he's my favorite superhero because I could talk at length about Superman. He's my favorite superhero, you know, uh, the, the, the new 52, because I've read a few of the comics. He, Superman, like, you get a rebirth of him, and you kind of understand. I mean, uh, when Zod tells Superman, basically, he's like, I'm going to kill everybody you care about and everything you care about. I'm not going to stop until you end me. And then he snaps Zod's neck, and then he screams out in pain, and then the ugly Lois Lane comes in, like, you feel why he no longer wants to kill. Like you get a you get a whole understanding of where Henry Cavill as Superman comes into being and why he is the way he what he is. Zack Snyder directed it, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. I That's feel correct. like Snyder tells the kind of reason why it's no longer just I'm a wholesome superhero or whatever. You know, like when he could save his dad, but his dad's like, no, I will die here on this hill because they're not ready for you. Like you go through understanding why. Clark Kent and Superman are who they are. And it tells a beautiful story. So it's a it's, great movie. I, I just, I, again, what else can you, you say about that movie? It's a great movie. Gorgeous. Tell me a good story. Give me a good backstory. I'm going to, I'm going to love you. I'm going to fall in love mm-hmm. with it. And 
for all his big hubaloo and explosions and craziness, Zack Snyder can tell a fucking story. It's great. He had he does such a great job with comics, comic movies. I mean, he exceeds at it so much. And Alex, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I know you hate Snyder, but go suck a duck or something. I don't know. What's his name? He's a visual storyteller. Alex, Alex? is Alex suck is my it, Alex. best friend. <laughs> suck it, Alex, Alex is my best friend. He is my go-to guy for anything Marvel. Any question I have, I have seen almost all the Marvel. Like as soon as I met Alex, I started watching like all the Marvel movies. Like he is my best in real world friend, but he hates Snyder with a passion. <laughs> and I love him for There's it. There's some people, yeah, that don't. Yeah. Some people don't like his Watchmen for the same reason. They think he's he's a little he doesn't hit the Alan Moore mark. But I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with that. He's he's got a style. And he does it well. Number four, Dash. Number four. Um, after phone. This I, is professional for a certain reason. Oh, okay. Somebody already said my number uh, four. They mentioned oh. it. But it wasn't one of their picks. When some wild-eyed, eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck and taps you back, your favorite heads up in the bathroom wall, looks you crooked in the eye, and asks you if you paid your dues, you just stare at that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton used to say at the time like that. You paid your dues, Jack. <laughs> yes, sir. The check is in the mail. My number Heck four. Yeah, man. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. my God. Really? The movie that just love this movie made kurt russell a badass i forgot about that movie big trouble in little china is such a big part of my childhood and what i think kind of gave me that i don't want to say i don't have an ego i'm confident it was jack burton that gave me that confidence um it's uh my number one pick that kept that confidence going as I got older. But it was Jack Burton when I was younger. That's such a good pick, Dash. Yeah. Great movie. Very good. Kim Cattrall role as well. Yeah. Prime Mm -hmm. Cattrall. I love all races. Big Trouble and Mannequin right then together. Oh, yeah. That's right. She wasn't Mannequin. That's right. Yep. All right, Stephanie. Down to your top three. My top three. Final countdown. Um, this is a movie that my my family is kind of a precious movie in our family because it's one. Uh, it came out at a time uh, for me personally that was an interesting time because I grew up in a certain political persuasion that I am no longer in that persuasion. Um, but it's I personally think it's the. I know he didn't win the Oscar for this performance, but I think this is the one he should have won the Oscar for, which is the great Robin Williams and Nathan Lane, Hank Azaria, Diane Weist, and Gene Hackman. This is The Birdcage. I love this movie so freaking much. My sister and I constantly, there's a scene um, where uh, Nathan Lane's character is very irritated with the uh, the choreographer, the, his dance partner for a certain number, and he he keeps chewing gum in my face. And the guy tries to explain the scene. You know, uh, Robin Williams has said you've probably seen this, this skit quite a bit. He's like Martha Graham, Martha Graham, uh, and Twyla, and Twyla, and Twyla. It's so freaking funny. And at the end, the the dancer guy is like, I don't get it. Nathan Lane goes, try more gum. 
My sister wow. and I reference that line all the time. Someone's oh. like, not very smart. I'm like, try more gum. Yeah. Uh, Gene Hackman and drag. Gene Hackman and drag is so, yeah. so funny. Gene Hackman and drag. I mean, the political commentary in that, in that, in that movie is very uh. much something that's probably shouldn't be political that that um in my personal opinion that uh, gay people should be allowed to be whatever they want to be um and i mean it came out at a time when you know the new gingrich and the contract for america and there's a lot of it was kind of an anti-republican movie which is it's not really fair right because republicans are people just like anybody else right um but it's really a, an important movie for showing a a gay couple kind of seeming like just normal Right, just being being normal. The scene on the park bench where um, Nathan Lane and and Robin Williams are kind of having that touching moment. Where, well, I I don't want all of this. Well, then give me half. Right, that's that's how they had to separate their lives is by writing a contract to give each other half of of their uh, property because they couldn't get married at that time. It was it was an important scene for me to see as a young person. Like, oh, why can't they? Why can't they get married? Why you know why they should be allowed to do that. When, um, but when he's trying to teach him how to be straight. Oh and, God, like, that's and he so pierces funny. The, he pierces the toast. Uh, Just that line. Uh, <laughs> I pierce the toast. How do you feel about them dolphins? How do you think I felt? Just like <laughs> <laughs> so funny. God, I love that movie. You All right, so it's Bird I've never seen it. Oh fun, gosh, fun movie, oh. fun movie. Hank Azaria, especially. Mm-mm. when he's when he's in his lucy wig and he's got like the the tied up and he's in his heels in the kitchen and he's just just dancing and the bulls what what is what does she say uh, it looks like uh little greek men uh playing leapfrog or jump frog or whatever <laughs> and they're supposed to be naked <laughs> and it's nothing but oh. penises all around in that bowl and it's uh, oh, hilarious so much gay stuff yeah Great it's movie. good. It's like a it. really good movie. All right. All right so, what's your number? Th- what's your number three, Jared? Uh, he's pregnant. Is the line that caught me. He's pregnant. Godzilla from 1998. Whoa. Okay. Uh, uh, the 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 scientist is is doing a test or whatever, and he's like, "Go give me a pregnancy test," and everyone's like, "Why? Why? Why?" And he checks like some of Godzilla's saliva and they're like oh he's pregnant you know that's why he's doing that's why he's eating all this food and yeah is this the matthew broderick one yes matthew broderick matthew broderick i get criticized so much for liking that movie this fun movie it's it it was fun for me two movies have topped this two movies good hank is area role but this used to be my number one favorite movie really just because it was my first introduction to like how big badass movies could be. Yeah. You know, it was just, it just, it, when you have, I don't know. You have Godzilla and then what was it? Diddy did uh, the song with Robert Plant and Jimmy Page. You know, they did, they kind of remade Cashmere, the song Come With Me that he did. So you had that Cashmere riff that dun, 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 mix that with Godzilla. And it was just like, and then you had Broderick too, and it was just—I loved that film. I, I don't—I don't know what it was about Godzilla, but it just—it was one of those movies that just my mind went just like, "Oh, hello, this is the movie. This is what it should be like." Yeah. And yeah, I know it's—it's it's old. It's, it, but it, it is just the, the line when he's like, he's pregnant, and it's like, "Oh, oh, okay, this is cool. We're on an adventure now." 
leading into number three dash rooney roo um i can't i can't speak enough about this movie uh if i'm not mistaken this was a john hughes movie i'm not 100 percent on that but it it follows the same narrative as like what john hughes would put out mm-hmm. john cusack better off dead oh okay i have not seen this one either oh no really nope no i haven't Oh, he, this, own, is, this is this is young John Cusack. Um, he uh, he he draws in his notebook in school. He sucks at his job at work. Uh, soundtrack by Van Halen. Uh, well, I think soundtrack by David Lee Roth. Yeah, I gotta be careful there. Yeah, I, I want to say this is Diamond Day of Years. I want to say um, he ends up. It's the quintessential like you know jock with the pop collar you know it's essentially uh jared the 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 premise of hot tub time machine to where they have to ski down the mountain you know and and they have to ski the k-12 and everything uh it's just Um, like that one south park episode where never saw it never was not part school yeah we're like if you pizza if you pizza when you should have if you french fry when you should have pizza no you no. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Better yeah. off dead. It's it's a it's a it's a quirky movie. Uh, it, there, I mean, there's parts to where he's like, he goes to the stoplight and everything, and there's an uh, two Asian dudes who come up behind him who grew up on Howard Cosell, and so they have a uh, a CB radio uh, in their in their car, and every time they would get up to the to the light, they would start talking like Howard Cosell and want to race. This is funny. yeah, South Park made fun of this movie. Okay. Yeah. Definitely a must watch. Uh if you're an 80 fan of 80s movies, uh Better Off Dead is my number three pick. Alrighty. Yeah, the, the South Park list. episode I was talking about. They they yeah, they made fun Ski of it. School. Bad. All right. Stephony. All righty. So I will be shocked if either one of you guys have seen this movie. Um oh. if you do if you have, uh you will be forever in my good graces but this is a movie within a movie technically speaking because it's people watching a movie um and riffing on it so this was uh another another minnesota call out this is a show that started right here in minnesota started at energy park studios over in saint paul minnesota this is the movie of mystery science theater 3000 have you guys ever seen this called new movie Call me near and dear. I've seen it. Oh gosh. I mean, they, they watched the old classic movie, This Island Earth, with the mutants. And uh it just it started my I think my sister and I watched this probably a thousand times. It's not a movie you ever want to sit next to me and watch if you don't want to hear every single line of the movie said before it's actually said. Um, because I really do there's a line uh and then I'll stick my overpositor down my down your throat and lay my eggs in your chest. But I'm not an alien. <laughs> <laughs> like these great little lines, these great little riffs. It's it's probably bad that I've watched this movie so many times because now it's impossible for me to watch a movie and not riff track it. Um, and I've also it's started my love of the riff tracks. I've been to a few live riff tracks events, which I highly recommend if anybody if you watch any of the live riff tracks, which is now what Mystery Science Theater, the, speaking of Patton Oswalt, Patton Oswalt just did a, a reboot of Mystery Science Theater uh, recently with uh, Felicia Day, which was really fun to see. But 
I, you know, Trace Bulu is, if I'm saying his, his name correctly, the original Dr. Forrester. Uh, he's so freaking funny in the show. And I just love this movie. I've seen it a thousand times. So Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Have you seen it, Dash? No, no I wasn't a oh, big God. Mystery Science Theater fan. Okay, um, that's an acquired taste. It was yep. it was a little too quirky for me. Like it was it was a it's definitely a niche uh, kind of thing, and uh, it, it just didn't. I saw a couple episodes, but not enough to want to watch the movie. But yeah. Well, so the the only one, the only Mr. Science Theater or watch the live riff tracks is this show is responsible for Manos, the Hands of Fate being a known movie this crazy crazy cult worshiping movie from i forget when it was like the 1970s the riff tracks version of monos the hands of fate the riff tracks version of uh of twilight also very entertaining so any riff tracks version of movies birdemic is another one that riff tracks made kind of popular but i love mr science theater so mr science theater the movie i'm so grateful it exists because i've watched it literally a thousand times all righty so now we're going over to Jared for your number two. This is a movie that I can't get enough of either. Uh, Battle mm-hmm. Los Angeles. It's got Aaron Eckhart in it. Okay. Um, he's kind of a little bit of a man crush that I've got. I like a lot of the movies that he's in. Um, it, it's basically, line. yeah, that jawline. A lot of it, I mean, it tells the story of a Marine who's getting out and then aliens attack the world. And it's his struggle to find a solution on what to do. I mean, he's sent off on a seemingly non- non-special mission where he's just rescuing people from a police station and then all of a sudden he's thrust into the forefront and uh like he's got a little bit of the backstory in fury where not a lot of people like him because they don't really know what happened and then you slowly find out throughout the movie what happened and you really start to feel for him a little bit more he's he's no longer this mystery of an individual but they get it almost so true to the t about what a true warrior ethos is it makes me just it just holds a special place in the heart to where he can give that good of a performance. And so Battle Los Angeles with, with Aaron Eckhart and, and a couple of the other people, it just, it tells a story that I really like. And obviously, you know, if you're watching the YouTubes, you see the flags behind me. And I'm not, not Marine hardcore, but mm-hmm. I was supposed to be a Marine. Um, and then <clears throat> women. So anyways, moving on, Dash, how about your number two? What, what's up, big guy, Mountain Dew for two? I've been looking forward to this to this moment right here so i'm just gonna give you actors again jared you should you 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 will know these people you'll know these people okay 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 Okay. (laughs) that's a big ass dash gilbert godfrey okay okay sheila e don't know who that is musician out of the 80s musician Mm -hmm. vince neal another musician singer of motley crew priscilla presley Okay, wife of Elvis. Lauren Holly. Mm, don't know who that is. Morris Day, making two appearances on my list too. I'm going to say. You love Morris Day in the time. Robert England. Freddy Krueger. Yes. Wayne Newton. What are we talking? Is this Mars Attacks? No. No. Okay. And the star of this movie, Andrew Dice Clay. Uh-oh, I feel I like know. I know who that is, but I soundtrack don't. by Billy Idol. Oh man, what is this, this movie? movie? I'm not guessing it. Changed my life. To, I wanted to know everything there was about music, and solving mysteries. And it sounds weird, 
fucking Scooby Doo. Andrew Dice Clay plays a detective um, who works very closely with the music industry. He is known as the rock and roll detective. Gilbert Gottfried is his a friend of his who is a DJ, like sleazy nighttime DJ in LA. Um, Priscilla Presley gives him a case to find his daughter. Robert England plays like this killer in the movie. Um, but it's himself. The movie that I'm talking about is The Adventures of Ford Fairline. If you have never nope. seen it, there is a koala bear sidekick in this movie, like a real life like koala bear. It is. Does it does it actually star a Ford Fairlane, like a car? That's what he drives around in. Okay. But it's called The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. It is it is a Wacko. It's such a cult movie. It really is. Okay. But it is a movie. Uh, the the song uh, "Cradle of Love" by Billy Idol. This is the mm-hmm. the movie that launched that song. Uh, oh, okay. It was, it was on that soundtrack. Um, but Wayne Newton as a bad guy is so funny. it's 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 my life. He does it so well. Adventures of Ford Fairlane. I uh, highly recommend you see that. Uh, that is my number right. two pick. Um, Stephanie. Do you have any uh, honorable mentions there? Honorable mentions? Um, well, it's a big honorable mention because it's a movie I've watched more than the other two. Uh, I was the right person for this, but it's uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's my favorite of the three. I'm sorry. I know number two is technically the best one. Yes, I agree. Now as an adult, but I freaking love those Ewoks and I will make no apologies for it. I loved the Return of the Jedi. I love Princess Leia. I, Star Wars is my my honorable mention. Huh? Do we want to do all of our honorable mentions and then yeah. do our number ones? Okay, yeah. so then Jared, what's your honorable mention? My honorable mention is Hook. Oh, I love that Robin movie. Williams. I don't know what it is about that movie, but it just yeah. And sorry, Dash, I didn't see the last movie. Yeah, Rufio, Rufio. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. Just it, it's it's adorable. I do like how the mohawk that was like like Rufio's mohawk look yeah. was real. Like I it was, it. yeah. Yeah. Dash. Um, I have one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, uh, seven honorable mentions. Ridiculous. I have six, and I'll 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 land it on one. And you'll you have see, thirty like, seconds. My my yeah. list here. I've gone back and forth. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Eight. Uh, Bull Durham. Uh, I'm from Durham. Okay. It, it Kevin Costner, Susan Sarandon, filmed here. Uh, yeah, it's history for me. High fidelity. Uh, one of the reasons I do a top whatever list is because of that movie. They sit around friends talking about their top five whatever. I said, fuck it. We're gonna do. We're gonna double that. Uh, uh, La Bamba. Uh, the character. Oh, of, great of, movie. Of, the character of Bob. I have a shirt that says Bob, and it's him riding a motorcycle because it's my favorite character in any movie. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, That's a good movie. Him singing to Julia Stiles, "I Love You, Baby." Uh, great. Uh, Dick Tracy as a comic uh, book yes. movie. Love that movie. The art style. I was a. I'm a huge fan of the comic growing up. The comic strip. Um, but I'm an even bigger fan, not of Warren Beatty, uh, but uh, of prune face, uh, of a flat top, uh, of I'm rubbing him out. Just like everything about um, uh, Pacino, uh, uh, just 
it's an incredible movie. Um, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, George Clooney in that role kills it. Uh, Soggy Bottom Boys, the soundtrack, yes. amazing. Um, Last Action Hero, you mentioned it earlier, Stephanie. Love that fucking movie when you were talking about uh, Terminator. Maybe you didn't, maybe it just popped in my head. But popped my, in your head. I didn't talk about it. Okay, but my absolute honorable mention, I've been sitting here rocking a big kahuna burger shirt the whole time. Mmm, that's a tasty burger. Comes from none other than Pulp Fiction. I cannot have a guilt. I can't have a movie list that I'm thankful for without having Quentin motherfucking Tarantino on it. Yeah, I love Pulp Fiction with a passion. Someday I'm gonna watch that movie in its entirety. Someday. Really? You've never. I've seen only it? ever seen parts, uh, of, parts of it. Of it. Cool. I've still. I, I keep showing up at the time when the poor black man is in the basement getting, you know. Bing Rames. That, that's the part yeah. I keep I keep showing up at whenever it's on anything is that particular part. I don't know why, but yeah. it, uh, someday I'll watch the whole thing. Stephanie, what's your number All right. one? So here are the number one. And I already know from past experience and conversations with you, Dash, that you're not going to like this number one at all. Oh, because, God. Yep, because my favorite movie trilogy of all time I've watched this. So not only have I watched this movie a thousand times, this was the only, I didn't have cable when I was in college and couldn't afford cable. So all I had were the extended edition DVDs. So I watched an extended edition of it, the extended edition DVDs. Yes. I've watched the extended versions of these movies a thousand times. This is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm putting it all as one movie because it's all one book. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, these, I love the book. I've read the book a few times and it's wonderful. It, Peter Jackson's visualization of the book is wonderful. Everything looks, I mean, New Zealand is the right place. And I grew up, you know, watching Xena and Hercules. So I already was familiar with the beauty of New Zealand uh, topography, but these movies are just, they're wonderful. Think about Aragorn. What a, what a man, what a man Viggo Mortensen, Viggo Mortensen is. Elijah Wood and yet another wonderful Elijah Wood role, the just the imagery, the the care and attention to detail that goes into all of the costumes and the weaponry and the building of the world that is Tolkien's fantasy, the look of the elves, the look of the dwarves, the look of the men, the idea of Aragorn being this reluctant hero. Um, I have watched these far too many times, uh, and I'm grateful that they exist because uh, I think they're perfect, and I, you know. I'll fight anybody that 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 says says otherwise. So we gonna fight. We gonna fight. We gonna fight, man. Uh, I love the Lord I, of the Rings. I, res I, respect I hate the Hobbit decision. though. I hate the Hobbit. I mean, the Hobbit trilogy. I've never seen the third Hobbit because I was so angry at second Hobbit because I love the Lord of the Rings so much that the Hobbit was like, "What is going on in this movie okay. right now?" That's fair. Um, but. Um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy is literally perfect to me. I can't, the, the spider scene in the third one, people got mad that they put the spider scene in the third movie, but that's actually where it should be chronologically. The, when they're climbing up the stairs of Mordor is when the Battle of Pelennor is happening behind them. So he actually put it in the right spot, chronologically speaking, for the story. And the way that he does the spider's lair, Shelob's lair, the last Ungoliant, um, is awesome. It's just I would love, I can't wait for the Lord of the Rings series that's coming out on Amazon sometime soon. Who knows when that's actually happening. That's going to take place during the time of when Sauron was actually building the Ring of Power and how he tricked the elves into doing it. I love the, I love the Tolkien world. I've, I've read the Cimmerillion several times. I love Tolkien. 
I love this movie. It's my number one movie. I'm so grateful that it exists. There we go. I'm I, sorry, Dash. Yep. It's all good. It's all good. It's your list. That's what it is. It's my list. list. There you go. All right. Let's go over to Jared. What's your number one? Are we talking about movies that I'm thankful for or just television and movies that we're thankful for? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Okay. Um, the, the Band of Brothers and Generation Kill are my number one most things that I am thankful for. The one reason is because it almost tells a, a very poetic story of, uh, of what it's like to be in the military. And I used to, uh, every time I was deployed, I would, uh, halfway through my deployment, I would watch the Band of Brothers series from start to finish uh, on my days off with people that I would watch. Uh, you know, I'd find a friend, I'd make a friend and say, hey, I'm watching the Band of Brothers series. I would like to watch it with you, your friend over here. And it would just, you, you could feel the struggle. And it felt really, really, you know, Captain Winters just, it was it was a nice way to, to, to say, this is what the, you know, this is what it's like being in the military. And then when Generation Kill came out, it, it showed what it was like to be in the military to some extent, you know, um, for realism. And it was, it was just nice. It was a nice homage. And I would, I, I really, yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I like when they get it correct. I like when they get it correct. You know, there's supposed to be inaccuracies in movies to, they can't make it a hundred percent perfect, but when you can watch a recreation of what it was like to almost all kind of sort of be in the military so people can get somewhat of an appreciation for what you did and, I hate it when people say thank you for being a veteran. It's just because I don't feel like I did anything, but it's nice for them to go. I, I can kind of understand because that for me is just the big thing. So Band of Brothers, Generation Kill. Those are some of the most. Cool. I'm done. I'm done getting emotional. Awesome. Let's go, Dash. Let's oh, go. no, here he goes. Oh, he's crying. Um, <laughs> my number one is the reason that I am confident now as an adult. We spoke on it when I was a kid. This is the movie that gave me the confidence. It's, it's, it's how this movie was written. Uh, my absolute favorite line, if I can get it correct, is, uh, I'm sorry, uh, what is Gay Perry? Gay Perry? Um, are, you, are you gay? He goes, oh, me? No, I'm knee-deep in pussy. I just like the name so much. Um, the movie, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. Uh, so Robert Downey Jr., has anybody seen the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Oh, I've not. Oh, man. It's such an incredible story. So Robert Downey Jr. plays like down on his luck. He's got a daughter and everything. She wants the certain toy. It's kind of like the same kind of premise of like jingle all the way. You got to get the you got to get the toy or whatever. So he's up robbing the store. Um, the alarm goes off. He's running out there. He ends up uh, getting shot. His partner, who he's robbing the store with, too, gets shot as well, killed. He runs up the steps away from the cops, walks, like, burst in the door of a audition. And so, like, they're reading the script, and it coincidentally is like, you got your partner killed. He's like, that's not what happened. Like, he, like, comes off as a very method, gets this job, (laughs) and they send him to L.A. or whatever, and he's partnered up with a real detective played by Val Kilmer, wow. who his name in the movie is Gay Perry. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's just an incredible. The way it is written, it is so smart, uh, and it kind of toes the line of what's real, what's not. Uh, his childhood comes into it. It's it's so witty. It's so it's such a smart 
uh, a smart script. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is my absolute number one movie. I'm thankful for. Um, I mean, I don't know what I would do if I had never if I'd never seen it, but I I am the way I am because of that movie. Uh, it's one of those like you, you hear those people who are very quick on their feet and quick witted and everything. That's this movie to a T, and it's the person I wish I could be. I wish I could be a little bit of Robert Downey and a little bit of Al Kilmer uh, in real life. And it's mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. That's it. That's my list. I love it. Wow. I had so much list. fun. I had so much fun with this one. So much fun. Man, it's a weird uh, array of movies between the three of us. I, I should yeah. say weird, but a cool array of different movies. It is yeah. weird, but um, what sort of movies hit you as you're growing up? Um, the things that stick with you. I think the I think thing it's... that I, I think the thing that I like about this podcast is, you know, the people who listen to it. I listen to podcasts for certain reasons and I would listen to this podcast to go, what movies do as, as somebody who is a huge cinephile to go, Oh, I definitely need to write this down. I got to, you hear mm-hmm. how passionate they are about these films when we're talking mm-hmm. about it to where I'm sitting here going, please go home and watch orange County, go home and yeah. watch Kiss gets bang bang. If you have not seen these movies, if you like these kind of films that are smart or, or whatever, uh, or if you have no taste and you like Lord of the Rings, um, and it's just oh, I'm, I'm gonna kidding. fight you. I'm kidding. gonna fight you hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm so gonna kidding. pull I'm out. So kidding. I'm so kidding. I'm, I'm gonna so pull kidding. out the light of a lend deal and blast your eyeballs out, sir. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it fights a spider, man. Oh uh, no, that's in a couple kick weeks. Somebody on somebody Spider-Man. else's Zoom. Um, all right, Miss Lady, you want to take us home? Alrighty. All right. So everybody, that was our list, our 10 most thankful films. We hope you and your family and whoever else you're with on this lovely Thanksgiving holiday. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Uh, Like us, subscribe to us, uh, follow us on social media at SNH pod. I think that's on both uh, Instagram and Facebook, SNH pod, SNH pod. We're going to wrap it. I don't really know how to take us out because I'm not very good at endings. We have a I'm just Discord. Like Abrams. Shades. Oh, we have a Discord. Shorts and hoodies Discord. Discord. Yeah, I set that up. What's... I don't know what I'm doing. He did that's that. There. I don't know how to do that shit. I don't even know how how Discord works. I'm an old person stuck in a young person's body. You know, a couple friends oh. like it. Get onto the Discord. Chit chat about the episodes. Yeah. I feel like I'm not doing this outro any justice. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Oh, I'm wrong. You're doing about. good. You're doing good. How you, how you gonna feel when I do it? When I totally screw it up and I don't do, yeah. I'm gonna like judge you from judge behind hard. your back, like any good Minnesota person does. Or good. Minnesota, nice to your face. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch Lord of the Rings for the four thousandth time. No, you're not. Um, hopefully, yeah. more and more of these lists that we do, I'll start to see more and more movies that Jared has talked about. Any of those seriously movies? Go watch Orange County. If you haven't seen Orange County, go watch it. Seriously, change your life. You may not like it. I have the people that I tell, they say, oh, it was such a great movie. The other half are like, eh, I was bored with it. I love it. Yeah, go watch it. That's my thing. If I can watch a movie as a background, I, I count it as worth it. Ghost Rider is the one and only movie I've never been able to watch on the back as a background. So nothing can be as bad as Ghost Rider for me. So. If y'all can hear that noise in the background here, it's my cat playing like with one of his nope. toys. He's wide open Can't right now. Good. You can't, can't hear, hear it, and they can't hear it. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm Jared. She's Stephanie. 
and he's dash. I'm dash now, y'all. Right. Woo yeah. woo. <laughs> dash in the flock. Dash, dash in, the in the flock. flock. <laughs> dash in I'm the dash. flock. That's Stephanie. I'm Stephanie. That's Jared. Jared. You're not Jared. <laughs> Stephanie and Jared. If you, you want to see the Jared. flock, come join us on pod on Podbean. I will bring him out on Podbean. They will come out on Podbean. Yeah. Let's get out of here. See you Sunday. All right. Peace. Bye. Cut the check.